You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. Ball from Lascelles. He's onside. Can he beat him this time? Yes, he can. Mitrovic makes it three. Crisis. What a crisis. Newcastle United off and running for the season. West Ham's problems escalate. Here we go, kids. It's another weekend, and we're ready with another show. It's The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. Animal Perk. Perk, who's joining us this week? Animal, so it's always great because we have what we call the Huddle Mafia. You know, we got a lot of people from Huddle uh, coming to I'm going to help so. you be a star. <laughs> we got uh, Brian Taylor with us again, second time coming here. And uh, and uh, Greg Jordan getting his first cap with us today. Yes, so sir. Brian brought Greg along, so thanks for joining us. And Greg, you're a former professional soccer player, so we're going to get into your career. What the hell are you doing on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Professionals around here. <laughs> so we'll get into your career and your experiences a little bit later on the show, too. But uh, yeah. good to have you guys on. Oh, thanks yeah. for having thanks. us. You bet, you bet. And Animal, uh, some Champions League. A little bit brighter notes than the USA last last week. But well, you know, Brian was that, by the way, so we'll get into that, too. <laughs> we will uh, We will talk about Champions League. We will also make fun of Liverpool fans uh, <laughs> along the way, and there's a reason for that. Um, and a little bit of problem, too, at uh, some uh, some... Some banner that they raised at the Liverpool game as well. But congratulations, Chelsea fan. At least you, you know, got that thing happening. And that that kid Christian Pulisic gets in there, man. Yeah, well, and, and it's not, I think uh, I've been hearing Greg's a Chelsea fan also, right? Yeah, I bounce around. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a die hard, but hey, I'm a fan of Pulisic. So, oh, okay, okay. Well, so you kind of you gotta him. like the kid, you know. Yeah. You gotta like the kid. And, and, he, and he's got. We kind of talked just all there. He's got to earn his playing time. Just because yeah. you have the big salary doesn't mean you play. No, he's yep. he's looked sharp coming off the bench, so hopefully that'll uh, get him a start not soon. Yeah, and and they, it's not, you know, some people say oh Lampard doesn't like him. That's not the case. He's got good players ahead of him. No, it sounded so, like Lampard uh, in the press conference was pretty pretty impressed with him after. And good. Felt like it was a good learning experience for him, kind of to go through some struggles, come off the bench, do well. So I think he sees a bright future for him. And I tell you what, uh, Ajax is they're really good. Obviously, this is the team that made the semifinals last year. They had not lost. Team from Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam, which was a, a legendary, legendary team in the 70s and 80s, Johan Cruyff and all this stuff. You don't hear their name as much anymore, mentioned among the big boys. But they had not lost a competitive game since the semifinals last year in, in, in May. Chelsea took him down, one to nothing. Yeah, so that, that is a huge win for Chelsea. It really is. Just, yeah. And for Pulisic himself. Yeah, yeah, big time. No, Ajax has some great young players, and they've kind of become that big selling team in Europe where they produce good young players and then everybody goes and snatches them up. So, <laughs> yeah. In fact, that was brought up by another guy who had said the same thing. It might have even been Dunford that says that they're like almost a developmental and they, they get a guy, they make him really good, and then boom, they sell him. It's kind of like, you know, and Dortmund was, the, you know, every time they yeah. got good, well, one team bought their players. But, you know, it's you know, <laughs> by other players. But. It's a surprising to me to see the scores. Man City with a red card. Beats Atlanta five to one. Okay, that, late red card. Then you're like, oh, five goals. Well, that's an anomaly. No, PSG beats Club Bruges five to nothing as well. Oh, well, okay, well, that happens. Okay, Tottenham, the Spurs beat one of the Red Star teams, Renka, uh, Sir Zvena Zveda, five <laughs> nice. to nothing. I butchered that. It doesn't matter. But they got another five to nothing score. I mean, just stars. just rolling up, just rolling up the scores this past week. I'm glad you brought up goals because there, so there's three games through the group stage right now. 
Mm-hmm. And only three teams have won all three games, and that's PSG, Bayern, and Man City. And there's also only three teams that have scored 10 or more goals, and that's Bayern, Man City. <laughs> no surprise. And Red, Red Bull Salzburg. What? Really? They've scored 11 goals, and that's the American coach. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Marsh. Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. A hapless pair of Liverpool fans managed to miss their team's 4-1 to Champions League win in Belgium on Wednesday despite making the midweek trip. The two traveling supporters arrived in plenty of time for the match uh, at Ghent. The problem is that the Reds are playing 150 kilometers away in Genk. <laughs> no way. Again, I know that your European geography is uh, failing you right now, and that's okay because, you know, I... Pretty sure we half of us couldn't name most of the state capitals in the United States. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Anyway, so they then they then with their gaffe, if you wish to call it that, <laughs> pose with a photo saying, "Here we are in Ghent with their tickets uh, in a pub." That's awesome! Exactly. Do you see the up, did you see the update to that story as well? The team, the team actually, the team actually invited them to their match tonight in their Europa League. Uh, to join them. Oh, the Thursday night game. Yeah. Yeah. Get to you? Yeah. No, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'll see. There's there's always a little bit of fun to be found in that, and then and then something nice comes They're out. They're going to the game and get. They're yes. actually going. That's awesome. Love it. So you've got the group stage match day four of six is coming up, uh, what, in about two weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is, again, one of the back and forth types of deals that they're they're in the midst of as we speak. Now, They'll get this narrowed down after they get past, what, match day six of six. Yeah, then yeah. it drops to the 16 teams, which I just love that. The Sweet 16? Champions League when it's the, si- the 16 and on. The knockout we call it Sweet 16. Yeah. Sweet 16. Trademark. Probably can't trademark. say that. It's a perfect trademark. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, Pat Riley owns that as well, <laughs> along with three Pete. So, uh, yeah, so some news in Champions League. We should get into MLS and get playoffs going. Playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Playoffs. And very exciting news because uh, Greg here, who sits across from us, uh, is actually somebody who's uh, been kind of in that uh, tier, so to speak. Yeah, and he, you played for Minnesota United. Yeah, played for uh, Minnesota United, played for Philadelphia Union. So, uh, oh my supporting gosh. both of those teams in the playoffs. Are Philadelphia yeah. Union fans as nasty as all the other Philadelphia <laughs> team followers for they, the Flyers, uh, the Eagles? They take all their sports very seriously. It is. <laughs> yes. it, it's amazing. In fact, I can only watch It's Sunny in Philadelphia because they're terrible people. <laughs> and then I go, well, it's all people from Philadelphia. They're all terrible. Okay. So I can enjoy the show. <laughs> so, yeah, Philadelphia Union and, yeah. and, uh, and Minnesota as well. That's great. Yeah. Very well, cool uh, stuff yeah. to add yeah, to the old resume. Game tonight. Give us your whole, your whole background then. You're, you're from Chicago area. Yeah, so yeah from Chicago. Uh, played soccer at Creighton uh, for four years. Uh, then great got drafted. School. Yeah, yeah. Had a great time. Uh, How does that draft thing teams? go down? Take us kind of inside that. So you're, yeah. I, I'm assuming it's not as, you know, uh, as big a spectacle as they make it in football. You know, the family's all sitting around the house waiting for the phone call. Yeah, nothing nothing like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically after your senior year, players get invited to, to sort of a combine where kind of all the top players that are, you know, graduating. Is that intimidating? No, I mean most of us. I mean the soccer world's pretty small, so most of us, uh, you know, know each other. Oh, either okay. grew up playing oh, against okay. each other, played in college, so um, it's more just kind of having fun with. Go out with there other. and do your thing. Yeah, and... exactly. Just uh, having fun doing your thing and, and just you know try and play your game and not do anything out of the ordinary. So nice. The go to union, the combine the union draft. So then I got yeah, got drafted by by the Philadelphia Union. Played there for for two years and then. Uh, Moved over, played for Minnesota United for three years, and then played, uh, kind of bounced around, played uh, in the USL for for a couple of years, and just retired. I'm and, married now. Yeah, right. But at the time, 
You're a single kid. 22, 23 yep. years old. Like, you get to go get all it, over the country. Your dream, playing, yeah, playing soccer all over the country. I mean, that's one of the coolest things. Just yeah. play all over the country. I mean, go into other countries to get to play soccer. You know, you get to to meet and and have experiences Dude, with, with players from all over the world and, and get to know other cultures. So, yeah, can't complain. And, and, it was I a tell you what, Creighton, at least, uh, I don't know when you were there. They're a soccer season. machine. And, and they average... The second highest attendance in uh, in college, college soccer. soccer, yeah, they're and then, like twenty five hundred. The stadium, the stadium's unbelievable. I mean, that's kind of what what drew me to it, and okay. and, and that kind of whole fan experience. I mean, the the Nebraska community just rallies around around Creighton soccer, so it, that's it was awesome. a blast. Good yeah. to hear. MLS. Speaking of which, yeah, yeah. Uh, Toronto beats NYCFC. Seattle uh, shuts out Real Salt Lake. Uh, games going on this week, Atlanta United uh, against Philadelphia, and then LAFC in the LA Galaxy game, which you know is going to be crazy. Wow, yeah. There's people are saying this is like the most hyped game in MLS history. It's going to be nuts to watch that the, one. The El so. Trafico, they call it. It's not trademark, but that, that's what they call yeah. it. That's oh, what yeah. they call it. So Seattle has moved on. They'll play in the conference finals against TBD, our favorite team. Because <laughs> we, we don't have Sporting Kansas City this year, so our favorite team is TBD. Toronto has moved on as well, and they play uh, next week. Or no, they play Wednesday the thirtieth next so, so next week. So the, yeah, they'll play the winners of, of the games tonight. Yeah, Union so. and Union and Atlanta. Yeah. So Philadelphia is traveling regardless. No, no, wait. So yeah, so yeah. so yeah. if Philadelphia were to win, then they would host the championship. Yep, and same. Yeah, since then, NYC got yeah. knocked out. I guess Seattle's waiting to see if they go to exactly. LA yep. to play or, FC or. It's going to be the LA teams, today. right? Yep. Yeah, yep. yep. Going to be one of the LA but Seattle teams. host if Galaxy wins. Correct. Yep. That's exciting. Now, the final, of course, the MLS Cup final is on Saturday. I'm assuming that's a Saturday. Saturday the 10th. Oh, it's a Sunday. Ugh, come on. <laughs> Put it on a Saturday. Anyway, Sunday the 10th uh, of November at 2 o'clock. Cool. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Any news in MLS? Uh, I, I did see where the NYCFC game was played at Mets Stadium. It was. Because yes. they're, they're usually at Yankee Stadium, but because the Yankees making the potential, playoffs. Yeah, and, potential for being in the World Series. I think they had to reschedule just to make sure uh, there, weren't, there weren't any conflicts. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, <laughs> Goalkeeper of the year for MLS announced. Uh, Minnesota's Manone. Vito, oh, yeah, Vito Manone. You know this yeah. guy then, Greg? Or was he around? Uh, I met him. I went to a game a couple a couple weeks ago and met him. But I, okay. yeah, I had never played. He's this is the first year there, but okay. seems like a great guy. Thirty one. Well, was he at Sunderland? Huh? Yeah, played that? played in EPL for oh, Sunderland. No kidding. Yeah, God, Italian dude. guy. Thirty one year old finished second in the league in saves, conceded the third fewest goals in the West, and registered eleven shutouts. Put together a two hundred and fifty nine minute shutout streak. We're bringing down the first segment. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. It is The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. And, of course, the show is on demand at about 8.30 on Friday mornings at ESPNLincoln.com. Animal, Perk, Brian, Greg, we wrap up our quick chat about MLS. Of course, playoffs are going on. Playoffs. Uh, We'll get into that. And then, of course, we've talked about this before is the fact that once we get enough MLS teams, we hope and or think or guess that there might be promotion relegation uh, tiers in MLS. Yeah, and, and Greg mentioned just off air that with the USL championship, I guess it's called, yeah. it being the, the second tier overall. Correct. And USL with the team that Omaha is going to be in. Exactly. That'll yeah, be the, the third one. tier overall. Yep. Yep. So between those two and three tiers, 
kind of do promotion relegation when they get enough teams? Yeah, I think that's the plan in the next couple of years. They add a, add a couple more teams like Omaha to, to League yeah. One and and then kind of progress that a little bit and, and really see, okay, what what do the American thing, fans think about this <laughs> yeah. and, and can we take this to MLS and make that kind of the new system in the U.S.? And anytime you tell a, a, a sports fan who's maybe a novice or not a soccer fan about promotion relegation, they're like, what? That's hardcore. That's nuts. That's awesome. It's best. It keeps right. it keeps you wanting to be better instead of sucking so you can get the first draft pick. <laughs> right, and we see that so much with, with NBA basketball where, oh. where where teams are just skunking the season so <laughs> they get the number one pick. Yeah. And, and it, when you talk to, to people that go through it over in Europe where their team oh. is just battling to stay up, mm-hmm. it, it's – it's crazy. It's a it's a completely different kind of atmosphere. And we had we had Dave from Sunderland and pressure on the show. I mean, he, they did the double drop. Yo, oh they were in the Premier League two times in a row. They yeah. lost. Oh. They drop. And you know, for the casual fan listening, just because you drop, it's not like a one year penalty. You got to win Make to get way, back yeah. up. And if you suck enough, you go down again. <laughs> and you'll talk to players. It's a completely different kind of pressure. Oh, yeah, it's stopping the rewarding for sucking. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure there's a better way to term that, but that's no. I think you don't, you don't see well. the NFL tank where you're sitting all your start, all your best players, so they don't get injured. Pick the next year, <laughs> yeah. Just bring them right in. So Brian and Greg, yeah. part of the huddle mafia, as we like to say. <laughs> right, Brian, you've got some USA experience as well. You were just in Toronto. Yep. So I was in I was in Toronto for the match. Uh, did you last bring your Tuesday. gear? Could you have suited up? <laughs> I did not. I, I took the neutral territory there. I did not. I wasn't I wasn't suited up in USA gear, but obviously, you know, deep down inside, I was cheering for them. Sure. Yep. And of course, that's the game that Canada, that's uh, the first time that Canada's beat the United States since 1985, 84? 85, 35 years now. Wow. How, yeah. how old are you guys? 27. Okay, so you guys weren't even alive. I hadn't been born yet. I probably wasn't even a thought at that time. <laughs> how crazy is that? So, uh, so what was the atmosphere like there? Well, a couple things. How was the AO atmosphere? Could, could you tell they were there? Yeah, so the AO had a section uh, right, basically right across me, a little bit to the left um, from where I was. They had they had an own, their own section to themselves. You obviously could hear them, uh, awesome. hear them through the stadium, even over uh, the Canadian soccer crowd, who were obviously ruckus. I mean, it's been, oh, so yeah, it would. They had a very, very good supporting up there in Toronto. So both sides were going, yeah. you know, going strong. It, it was going pretty well. So yeah. then the other side, what was the team? I mean, we we lose. I mean, was the body language? Nothing. Did we overlook Canada going in that game to lose to to nothing? Or is Cuba just that bad and Canada's? decent i think it's i think it might be it's a great question i think the better question might be you know where does the nation's league kind of fit into this in terms of the competitive landscape i mean in a way this kind of looks like more like a glorified friendly the winner of the nation's league is an automatic (laughs) spot into the gold cup so is does burr halter look at this as this is us preparing to move forward or does he actually look at this as this is a competitive match where we need to go out and make sure we get a result is or is this just part of the process of playing another match and another tune-up well, when you lose like that, I think you're going to say it's part of the process. <laughs> so we play good, Canada good, good again speak. at Exploria Stadium. Yep. It's in, yeah, in Orlando. Orlando. In Orlando. November okay. 15th. And that'll be on November 15th, a 6 o'clock game, which is a Friday. I know. Where that's going to be. <laughs> oh, and that's an off week, too. No, wait. That's the night the before home, the Wisconsin game. It's the home ah. Wisconsin game. Ah. Last two, two years ago, we had a, a friendly. We had a friendly back there about the same time. And there are some Wisconsin guys in town from the game who came to Captain Jack's yeah. Mayo guys. So. It's like Hey, come on, AL, a good time. AL people, come on over and watch the game with us at Captain Jack's. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun time, and and we got to beat them this time, right? There's really no excuse. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I think when you look, I think when you look at the history and the fact that they just beat us for the first time in 35 years, I think there's going to be a chip on some players' shoulders, and I think they're going to come out ready to play this time. I um, hope so. And yeah, <laughs> we talked about this last Need, week. Burrell needs a win to keep everybody on his side. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who's going to start losing fans? You're going to start losing fans behind yeah. you who are like, eh, eh. well, and, and I tell you what, from you know, from an American Outlaw perspective, we're always trying to up our membership and get get more members. The the demographic is those sports fans who are fringe soccer fans and like the World Cup, they come out for this kind of stuff. You get these big friendlies and you lose 2 nothing to Canada. And we'll put a good product yeah. in the stands, right? Like mm-hmm. you saw, Brian. But if we don't put a good product in the field, mm-hmm. you know, the, those those fringe fans aren't yeah. going to watch. Not a good look. Yeah. No. So Canada on the 15th and then Cuba again on the 19th yeah. of November. All right. Oh, my gosh. The 15th. The Friday before the Wisconsin game. American football team. So. Yeah, that'll be that'll be uh, that'll be a fun one. And I'm assuming you know of uh, some people maybe going down to the game as well. American oh, Outlaws. Sure. Yeah, they'll be down there. I'm, I don't know if Corey Wilkes. Corey just became a father, actually, just uh, about oh, geez. a few weeks ago. He's busy. So. Yeah, <laughs> gonna have to get those AO things made in little onesies. You know? got, got, there are some. There <laughs> are some. <laughs> of course, he's got them. Of course, he can. EPL this week. On we go to talk about EPL and picking things up with the standings from the EPL. Liverpool is in first place. Uh, they got a draw. They got a draw this past week. They did not. They finally did not get a win, but so, they did not lose. And this is going to be to set the record or tie the record of Man City for most consecutive wins in the EPL. Oh. So they didn't get it. It's at, you know, hands of Man U, who is struggling, Man U, without Pogba. Yep. Uh, Holy crap, Man U's in 14th place? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're going to need to turn some things around. <laughs> yeah. So, how much does this Liverpool draw help them, though? You know, you know, I think from a confidence standpoint yeah, and yeah, a, yeah. a managerial not firing standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think up until about six minutes left in that match, probably confidence was sky high. And then uh, when that goal for Liverpool went in, I think I think it kind of took away a lot of the momentum that they were, probably would have could have carried into and used for the next. A week. win would have been gigantic. The Massive. draw is good for him. Yeah. To go walk away with a point against Liverpool, you're definitely not, you know, hanging your head on that. But I think three points, I think you'd be, feel a little bit hard done not to walk away with three points. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. actually four teams in relegation this week. Southampton and Newcastle are actually tied at eight points okay. for 17th and 18th. Then Norwich in 19th, and then Watford at the very bottom with only four points. Watford's weird. So they they lose. They get just throttled by Man City, you know, eight nothing. And they drew... Was it Arsenal and Tottenham? They had the right defense of it for those teams. They, they drew to both of those yeah, guys. Yeah, so, yeah, they tied down in this match. Yeah. So it's like, what the heck? I mean, how do you figure? And, and they have not won yet in the EPL, right? They have zero wins. Zero wins, correct? So, but they they drew Tottenham and Arsenal. That's soccer <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah that's zero true. wins, four draws, uh, five losses. Which is why a lot of people say the EPL is the best league because I mean, mm-hmm. top to bottom, uh, I mean, it's it's just. Parody, I suppose. With Liverpool showing that little bit of a crack in the armor this past week, yeah. with like, oh, well, they can get a draw. You know, <laughs> does that mean that Man City and Leicester are kind of sniffing at their heels? I mean, they're still six points ahead of Man City at, with nineteen twenty-five points. I don't think Leicester's really sniffing. They'll hear. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think it's going to be a two-team race. Um, per usual. Per, per usual. It seems like it always is. We get their two teams just start leaping out ahead of each I, other. I think your point, Animal, the next spots for Champions League yeah. could be really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Champions League? Yeah, so you know, it's the top four spots in EPL ah. in Champions League. So I think it's going to be Liverpool and Man City. But then spots three and four? 
Up for grabs. Yeah, Crystal Palace is right in there, right? Surprising little Sheffield United beating Arsenal on Monday Night Football this past week. <laughs> yeah. One to nothing. I mean, I came home and I'm like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> Sheffield United, man, they were going crazy. And, uh, you know, I... And they've done well this season, too. I think they only lost... Two to one to I couldn't name one of the guys on Sheffield United's team. <laughs> I always want to say I can name at least one guy on every team, but I can't name one guy on Sheffield's team. And that's my fault, nobody else's. But, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it eight, eight shots for Sheffield, nine shots for Arsenal. On target, Arsenal had three shots on target, and Sheffield had only two. But one of those went in, found the mark. You hear that a lot, don't you? It's well, if you won the game based on possession, Arsenal would win every oh game. Oh, my but. gosh. Look at that. 69% Arsenal possession. Oh, wow. 31% Sheffield. I'm sure you guys have all been all those games, strategy. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I bet you've seen that in a game where it's oh, like, yeah. you know, the other team's got the ball, it seems like, the entire time, and yet uh, you guys find that one little crack that you can get the ball in, and but then it's like... On- I've been on both sides. Both sides. <laughs> you dominate a game and yeah. they get the goal. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's that would be that would be something so frustrating too because I feel like you would feel like we're better than this team. You know, oh, yeah. we, we we got that especially when you're on that side of you have the ball more than them. You're mm-hmm. getting more shots than then them, and, and you still can't sink the boat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and sometimes that's the strategy. I mean, you see teams, especially in the EPL, they know they can't. Out possess or you know <laughs> out possess or outplay an Arsenal team, and that's part of the strategy. You, you sit in and you look you, to play up your strengths, whether it's counterattacks or laying in the weeds. Pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. laying in the weeds, just wait for whatever the right it takes spot. to win. Yeah, they, they, you always say you know, the park the bus thing, but that's sometimes part of the strategy. You oh, can't yeah. you can't go toe to toe with some of these guys. Yeah. Although Norwich did it against Man City a, f- a few weeks ago, impressive, very yeah. impressive, yeah. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015-1480 AM, of course, on Facebook, on Twitter. And, yeah, our show is on demand on Fridays at ESPNLincoln.com. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. Talking uh, The Real Football Show, it's Animal, Perk, uh, Greg, and Brian. And we roll into the third segment of The Real Football Show. We'll get into games this weekend in the EPL some pretty good matchups. In fact, they're rolling three games at once on Sunday morning. Arsenal-Crystal Palace, that looked like a big one for you guys. I mean, Arsenal, or what's the identity of Arsenal right now? Liverpool-Tottenham, that's going to be a big one. Yeah. That's probably going to be the one on the, NBC the one Sports. To watch. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then Norwich-Man United, which, again, if I mean, where, where, where Norwich is in relegation and where Man United is not far away. <laughs> That's weird to I hear mean, you say that. Every That's game weird. that we have talked about since Newcastle. Yeah. We said that if he, they did not win Newcastle, they'd sack their coach. They'd fire uh, Gunner. Mm-hmm. And they haven't yet. And they lost. They did lose. Yeah, it's got to be a must win now. If, yeah. if, if Norwich wins this game against Man United, they actually go even for points at 10. Oh. He's got it. <laughs> he's got it. I mean, he's got to be gone then, right? I would think so. You know, I I saw a. I'll have to try and look this up, but I saw a stat that said through the first thirty games in charge between Oler Gunning Solskjaer and Jurgen Klopp, uh, Solskjaer's record's better. What? Through their first thirty games in charge, they they were flying through the end of last season with with Ollie at the wheel, but. Uh... Lately, it's not been quite the same way. That's <laughs> true. The wheels might have fallen off a little bit. I'll have here. Yeah, for their first th- huh. 30 Premier League games, Klopp's record was 13 wins, 9 draws, 8 losses, 48 points. 
Solshire, 14 wins, 8 draws, 8 losses, 50 points. Interesting. Isn't that weird? I, I couldn't oh, believe yeah. that when I saw that. And and now I can't remember. I mean, Liverpool couldn't have sucked when Klopp took him over. They couldn't have sucked. No, I mean, they, they didn't. I think they struggled a little bit because his just the way he wants to, them to play is just a little bit different. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, that's an it's interesting shocking stat, huh? like, And well, like Brian said, a lot of how much of that is they just hated uh, Mourinho and Klopp. He was a dislikable guy, though. <laughs> yes, he was. So He was uh, an easy guy I to mean, hate. He felt like the locker room just rallied around <laughs> around him, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so is that just him going, hey, I'm I'm not Mourinho, just go play? <laughs> so, and then, and then what happened? Yeah, I think that's sort of what it was. There was just a relief for him to be out of there. Look at look at Man City in the stats. Number one guy in goals, number one and number two guys in assists. The Man City ha- they have the firepower. I mean, it's right there. Yet look who's in first place right now in the standings. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yes. So you've got Aguero with eight goals. Abraham, by the way, tied with him now from nice. Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, De Bruyne and Silva uh, are first and second in assists. Is is De Bruyne healthy? He got hurt for a little bit. I think he's back. And that's going to be the biggest thing between those teams is who who can keep their guys the most healthy. Right. I think, mm-hmm. no question, Man City has the firepower up top, but they're struggling <laughs> yeah. struggling to keep guys healthy defensively. And, and Liverpool just has so much depth. Yeah. It, I think that's going to be the difference maker. Good point, Greg. And I mean, it's, it's a 38-game season plus Champions League, plus FA Cup, plus that other KFL Carabao Yeah, if you don't have players a lot of depth, yeah, you're not going to survive. Soccer's a physical wearing game. That's a lot. lot. When I I talk to, in fact, uh, when I talk to people about football, soccer, they're like, yeah, but there's all that falling down. And I go, here's the deal. I want you to imagine right now that you just ran seven miles and some guy trips you. (laughs) Now, he tripped you on the grass, but you just ran seven miles, and you just got tripped. And not only tripped, you're running full speed and get kicked in the shin or and then kicked in like, the ankle. Okay, well, that would kind of suck, and I'd want to get up and punch him. And I go, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, your shin is aching like a bitch, <laughs> and you're rolling around because you just ran seven miles, and some guy just ran into you and tripped you and knocked you down. Right. Now, whereas early in the games, there's that flopping effect, which, again, they've started carding people for that crap, because we're trying to get that out of the sport. The over-exaggeration, I don't like, but you watch EPL, there's not much flopping in the EPL. There really isn't. I don't think there is in the MLS much either. Again, it seems like it's been relegated. Again, not relegated, but it seems like there's a lot more of it in some of the South American, you know, Central American Central American America, leagues yeah. that there's a lot more falling down. There's a little bit more, you know, um, theatrics. Yes. <laughs> theatrics. That's a very good word. The FA Cup. It's very, very fun because it's always a lot of like, again, we've mentioned this before, Metro Police Department and, you know, <laughs> Eastley FC. Anybody and can play. Ebbsfleet United, you know. Right. So that it's unbelievable. It's 700 plus teams. 700 teams this. playing a tournament and then they get down to January. And then they start making it, mixing in the, the, the top tier. Actually, so, so Greg, the, so, and over here we have the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you play in the U.S. Open Cup? Yeah, oh yeah. And so, that's and that I mean it's kind of similar to what the English Premier League teams deal with playing Champions League midweek. Is during the season it gets crazy because you're playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. You know, and the three US or four Open weeks Cup in a row is MLS, USL, 
Pride in, in down the PDL, so even down the PDL, amateur teams. I mean, yeah, okay. it's, it, I mean, it's awesome, but uh, it's, it's yeah, it gets how, wild. How many different teams have you played on it? Because you probably every level, right? Yeah, oh yeah, you played in yeah. What's every the smallest level. stadium you played in? Uh for, it had to be like a small town or something. It, I mean, you play. I mean, town. you end up playing. I mean, a lot of times PDL teams. So you go sure. to little, you know, little tiny stadiums uh, for for the, you know playing, where they have a playing rope? college. Yeah, where, where they have a rope that separates the crowd. Or, or oh, high, yeah. high school team, probably high school fields, not high school teams. High yeah, school yeah, fields, probably high school teams or or little yeah, you know little college stadiums. But it's super fun then, right? It's like kind of fun to play. In those Good energy, games. yeah, for sure. That's so cool. Actually, we uh, for Minnesota United one time we played Des Moines Menace down. Did in, you really? Uh, Des Moines Menace? Yeah, oh, yeah. They've been a long-time team. Yeah. Long-time PDL team. They're looking to get a USL team. Uh, good, good. Yeah. That'd be great against Omaha, For obviously. Sure. You know? yeah. Good rivalry right you, there. You, that, that's always good stuff. you got to love that. Okay, uh, on we go. Uh, again, FA Cup, that's going on right now. That's the big tournament with the 700-plus teams. Then you've got the Championship League, which is the tier that's just below EPL, and and wanting to be promoted up to and get all that money because once you get promoted, the three top three teams get a ton of money oh, so geez. they can go out and get players, you know, and some of them like Sheffield was a team that had to upgrade their facilities because they were so outdated, you know, <laughs> to have, uh, you know, TV and, uh, you know, a, a, a radio or not radio, but a, a broadcast booth. They had to do all these upgrades to their stadium because they were they had been, not been up since what yeah. Sheffield United had not been up since the 90s, I guess. Huh. Been that long then, and Sheffield Wednesday is uh, threatening. Top, they're top three right now in the, in the championship. Okay, it'd be kind of cool if they were both up there. West Brom, who we've seen before, they're number one right now. Then Leeds United, which I guess is another one of those old school teams that people seem to know, kind of like Sheffield uh, United as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know much about Leeds, but they're kind of a they, legendary yeah. club too. And yeah. they, years they ago, were, they were big. They, I mean, I think they. Dominated the Champions League when they were uh, up I in think, the EPL. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. They, they, got, they got some championships. Just to show how crazy this can go, the bottom of that EFL championship, which is the second tier, teams that were just in the EPL within the last couple of years, Stoke, Huddersfield, yeah. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. Uh, are all in the bottom four of that and in danger of dropping even oh, further no. to the next level. And again, we're, we're, we're only you know 13 matches in for them. You know they've yeah. got a full slate still to go, but they're in danger of dropping again. It's nuts. It's, it's that's why I, you know I can't imagine the stress of those fans. And we talked about it before. Boy, I mean, you don't win. It's not like oh wait till next year. You don't play in that league. You drop a league. Yeah, oh, then you so are crazy. actually going to stadiums where they have rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so instead of going to play at the Man U's and the Liverpool's, yeah, you're going to play at. Accrington you know. Stanley or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lincoln City FC. Yeah. Which, which we yeah. hung our hat on a couple of years ago when they made it through the yeah, FA yeah. Cup and then it? wound up playing uh, against, I can't even remember. Arsenal. Who they, I think it was Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I think was, so. that, was that the one where the guy was eating the meat? That was the meat pie. It was the goalie. That yeah, was great. It was, it was like that scene out of Caddyshack where they're betting on the guy eating the booger. They actually had bets on the fat goalie. Eating a pie at halftime, <laughs> which he then found out about, so and, he, then, and then ate one, and then I guess evidently there was supposed that he'd made money off of himself eating a meat pie. And he got How crazy that, that. Yeah. yeah. And then he was at the pub, and then they showed him in the pub, and he was like on somebody's at halftime social media. Oh yeah. He was at the pub at halftime having a beer. 
<laughs> that guy, I want to party at that guy, man. That guy. Oh yeah. Awesome. I'll say, what a way, what a way, way to retire right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I'm gonna go out, that's the way I want to go. He's out. the backup goaltender, by the way. Backup <laughs> yeah. goaltender. So it's like, I think he was kind of a a, a goalie coach too. <laughs> I think he's like a player <laughs> coach. A bit of a chubby guy. kid. Yeah. yeah a bit of a chubby <laughs> kid. We liked him. You know, we liked him. He seemed fun. I'm sure he had to be a fan favorite. Had to be. Um. Anyway, so on we go. Uh, we got to talk. See, we talked. We talked men's. We never did go over to the female side of things. The U.S. Women's National Team uh, and their schedule, of course, the replacement for the immortal Jill Ellis. What will happen? Oh, and then I also see that uh, Alex Morgan's going to have a baby. So that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. You know, Um, evidently, U.S. soccer is expected to name the new coach very soon. That's that's what they're telling us. So that they're going to take a year to do it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Nine months? Was it nine months for the men? Uh, or was it a year? Long. I think it was close to a year. Way too long. We had interims. Yeah. Sometime next week, the roster for matches against Sweden and Costa Rica are slated for release. And uh, the first opportunity to incorporate new players before Olympic qualifying early next year. This is already getting ready wow. for the Olympics, man. Yeah. yeah. The corner. So there is no comment, but they just feel like uh, uh, the search is overseen by Kate Mc- Mark-, Mark Graff, okay. former U.S. national team defender, who in August was named general manager of the women's senior program. So... And that's what we know at this point. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015-1480 AM. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015-1480 AM. Animal, Perk, Brian, Greg, we're all here. And we'll just wrap up this quick chat about uh, the U.S. Women's National Team. Obviously, congratulations to Alex Morgan. She's going to have a baby. Uh, we need a coach. FYI. That would be kind of cool. But the Federation said they expect to fill the position before those games against Sweden and Costa Rica coming up in November. Uh, although no contract has been signed, one name remaining a constant in soccer circles, Vlatko Andonovsky. Yep. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Is that right? Yep. Perfect. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Did I do that right? A, yeah. a native of uh, Macedonia, Macedonia, mm. Mm. Yep. tomato, tomato, who has coached in the National Women's Soccer League since the inaugural 2013 season. So that evidently is uh, the name. He's guided Rain FC for two seasons and five uh, with the now defunct FC Casey. I, and I don't know this name. Are you guys familiar with Danofsky? Yeah, I actually, actually, I know Vlaco from my time in Casey. He actually won oh, okay. uh, a couple of NWSL titles as well during his time coaching the NWSL. So I think he'll, I think he'll bring a lot of good experience. He, he's work, working up there right now with U.S. International. I mean, Megan Rapino is up there on that squad as well. So. She speaks highly of him, which you need that because if you're going to fill, if you're going to fill the shoes with a dude, especially after. All of the, you know, the women empowerment and the equal pay, and you're going to put a dude in those shoes. That's a good point. That's a good point. So if you're getting the girls, better be with him because man, he can. He can, there's going to be a lot of blowback because there'll be. I, I just, I'm just telling you right now that if they name a guy for those shoes and he is not productive immediately, it's going to be why didn't we hire a women's coach? Yeah, that's true. And that, cause there were some ladies on that short list. So I just I get that like uh, kind of cringe feeling. I like feeling bad for the dude because he's going to step into those shoes, man. And she has rocked it like nobody else, man. Jill Ellis has been the queen. Yeah, I mean, you know, tough shoes to, to fill. Going yeah. to American football, I mean, it's hard to replace Osborne here, and, and we still haven't. You know, so that's it, you know, replacing Jill Ellis, <laughs> which is terrible because it, it wouldn't matter who stepped into those shoes, right? But then you're going to be a guy and step into those yeah, shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, another person is uh, Marin Meinert, former German national team star, longtime coach of Germany's under-19 and under-20 programs. 
Uh, she apparently up for a job on the technical staff, probably as an assistant coach. So her name has come up as well. Okay. Anyway, my I, I trust her. I think you know, I think they'll do a better hiring process on the women's side than they did on the men's side. Paul Riley, Laura Harvey, uh, they they were brought up, but they've already said no. We're not we're not going to get the job. So th- their names have just been brought up. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Whew. Well, you know, we we might as well segue if we're talking women, uh, Husker women. Uh, yes. They they got a they're real. I don't know if you guys follow much. They're they're really struggling this year, and they have one more. They have a home game left. Their last game of this of the regular season is this Sunday at home against Penn State. They only take eight teams to the conference tournament. They're tied for seventh in points, but they're technically in ninth place. So they need a minimum of a draw this weekend. If they don't get at least a draw, they're they're out for sure. They don't even make the conference tournament. And then they need a lot of help. Every other team seems to have a game in hand. They have like two games left. So they just need all the, uh, uh, like three or four other teams to lose. And then they so, get a draw. So, so props I, to the soccer team. They've got to get that W against Penn State on senior day this Sunday at 105 yeah. at the hip. I'll be out there. It should be, a, you know, hopefully nice weather out. And it's a good, good a beautiful stadium. And yeah, supposedly the weather's going to turn next week. <laughs> so this may be our last nice weekend because evidently it's going to get not fun starting next week. It is putting near October or November, I mean. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's bound to turn. It's got to get past Halloween, man. Got to get past <laughs> Halloween. That's what we got to do. You know that's what the kids are screaming about, getting their free candy and the house tax at my house. All Reese's peanut butter cups, those are immediately mine. All other candy is yours. Okay, so on we go. Other leagues probably. You got to hit some up other... some Bundesliga. They're going to hit that up. We got uh, La Liga to hit up and, of course, uh, Liga 1. <laughs> Liga 1. Uh, in Syria, the don't forget Syria. We got yeah, some I know. Italian league listeners. So. Monklenbach. There, I said it, and I said it fast, too. Monklenbach is in first place with Wolfsburg in second, and Bayern is in third in the uh, Bundesliga. Dortmund is in fourth, and uh, Leipzig is in fifth place. Bayern Munich in third place. It's only by a couple don't points, see right? That. Yeah, you don't see yeah. that very often. No one's surprised in the stats. Guess who's number one in goals in Bundesliga? Lewandowski. That's right, Sweet. Mr. Lewandowski is in first place. But look at all of the Dortmund players who are somewhere in the standings when it comes to the stats. Uh, Reyes and Alcacer are in third place for goals. Sancho and uh, another Azard is in, uh, they're tied for assists. So a lot, of, a lot of Dortmund guys, a lot of contributions from the entire team. We always like to see that. Uh, over in La Liga. La Liga. La Liga. As uh, we transfer over to that in first place, Barcelona. We know that name. Real Madrid in second. Wait a minute. We know that name, too. Remember there was that crazy time when neither one of those guys were in first place or second place for that matter? Yeah. So they're, they're back to it's back to normal now a little bit. Huh? It seems like, yes, it seems like it it has, you know, with um, uh, Atletico in fifth place right now in La Liga. Has there been more talk? When is El Clasico supposed to be getting? Because there's talk about them not playing in Barcelona because of protests. The protests, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to think when that game is. I'm looking it up. I think now. they moved it back to December something. Oh, so it is, okay, they did. Play yeah, off. I think I they just. I think they just announced it. But yeah, they definitely they definitely moved it back um, a few weeks because of those protests. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to be maybe like this weekend or something. Set for but... December 18th, pending challenge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, the it was a hundred thousand people at that game. Whew. I mean, you talk about 
a crazy game and an awesome atmosphere to be in. In fact, I believe that we had some people here last week who had actually been at Al Clasico once. Yeah, I don't know if they were at the, but they were at the Camp Nou for their at a Barcelona game. Crazy, uh, yeah, crazy, awesome atmosphere to be in. Who wouldn't want to be in that? It'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to hear. I'm not sure when they when they went, but how that atmosphere compares now that Ronaldo is not there. So you don't have the Messi versus Ronaldo battle in La Liga. I know Messi said he misses he misses Ronaldo being in La Liga and that little back and forth. Yeah, he said he said it in an interview not too long back long ago. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I did see Messi became the first just uh, earlier this week like the first player ever to score in 15 consecutive Champions League seasons. Wow. So let alone to play for 15 years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, man, he's played in that many Champions League seasons. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's old enough. He, it's almost like he never ages. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to tell you there's somebody different at the top of the pops in France Liga One, but you know who it is. Yeah. It's PSG. They're in first place. In fact, uh, it's weird, but none of the uh, PSG players are anywhere in, in the top goal spots. Really? In stats. That's surprising. It, it, it is, because you would, you one would think that, you know, PSG being in first place, there'd be some guy who is knocking it all Have in. Have they lost yet? Uh, PSG, Probably because they can rest all their top players and just play them in Champions just, League and, ex- still, and still win games. PSG <laughs> lost like four games ago. Okay, okay. You know, they've obviously put that behind them. You're right, Greg. This, this has kind of been the focus of PSG is they've been throwing billions of dollars. Whatever it takes to Champions win Champions League, League yeah. Because who cares about League One? Because yeah. they're going to win it. They're going to win it. <laughs> So and uh, but they have they've been faltering out. Yeah. So they they gotta. I mean they're 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 gonna qualify for the knockout stages, of course. But then they gotta produce, right? They yeah. Got, they gotta they win. It. Yeah, they haven't. It's a it's a big year for them. And really, no excuse when you know the England teams, you know the EPL, such a physical league. The Bundesliga is a physical league. Uh, like you said, if they can rest their players during league, they take full advantage. How yeah. opposite yeah. is that? Yeah, to yeah. rest your good guys during the teams that you play in your league, so that you can make sure that you advance in, in Champions League. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a little tongue in cheek, but but not really. I mean it's it's the advantage they have when you have that kind of money. That's why you can bring in bring in <laughs> yeah. that, billions that of dollars. Billions. It, 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 it's, it's billions. It's it's Champions League pays so much to the winner, and even the loser gets a pretty good chunk of change. Oh, sure, yeah. Juventus, by the way, number one in uh, Serie A. Uh, with 22 points, but Inter Milan is just behind them with 21 points. It's good uh, to see some little more parity, maybe, and uh, somebody can name not Juventus can win that league. Guys, big plans for the weekend. What's going on? What do you guys got going? Start on? Start with you, Greg. What do you I, got? Uh, this weekend? I coach uh, over at Gretna Soccer Club, and we've got okay. the Halloween Havoc tournament this weekend in Council Bluff. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Do the players play in costume? Yes. No way. So <laughs> I was kidding. No, yeah. Isn't that funny? So like the the team you kind of create what you're so like our girls team our theme is eighties. So they created eighties <laughs> jerseys for for the game. Oh, very yeah, it's cool. A, it's a pretty fun thing. Shoot yeah. us some pictures on the okay. Facebook page. That'd okay. be awesome. Brian, what do you got happening this weekend? Uh pro, I'm actually headed back home to Kansas City going to uh take in the EPL. There's a local there's a local brewery that opens up about six thirty AM for all the EPL matches. Oh, cool. so, what part of town is that? Uh it's actually in the river market. So it's okay. a little brewery called Strange Days. 
Strange nice. Days Brewing Company. So they'll open up and they've got little supporter sections. They've got a massive Spurs section and then my friends all being United fans. Uh, you know, we'll, I know it's, it's, a, it's, gosh, it's a tough season. What are you? Are you a United fan also? I am a United okay. fan as well. I've, I've been a United fan since the Fergie and uh, the Fergie and Ronaldo days. Oh, jeez, so, okay. Yeah, okay. So quite, when I was younger, I had a Portuguese coach, and he told me always, to always watch Cristiano Ronaldo, watch how he plays. And so kind of fell in love with the club at that time, fell in love with Fergie time. I sure. love how they always found a way to get a result. <laughs> Out of there, and so uh, yeah, we'll go down there. We'll watch the ma- all the matches this weekend and have a good time. Fun, and be fun. good to catch up with them. Perk, people want to join American Outlaws. What do they do? They just go to theamericanoutlaws.com and you'll see the membership tab right there, uh, and you can pick the city you want to join in. You know, Lincoln's got a good chapter there. Omaha, especially since we're chapter zero zero one. We're started right here. Corey <laughs> Over two hundred chapters now worldwide. I know Mexico City and London have a chapter. It's awesome. Oh. So we'll be making some plans, maybe for that men's game before the Wisconsin. Uh, Absolutely, keep an eye on those friendlies. Out. We'll uh, we'll for sure be at Captain Jack's and be a fun night that Friday night. Guys, thanks every great show. Another great show. Just yeah, Greg, Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. For Always having a good time. We we'll get it that is, cap over to you, Greg, for your first cap here. So. Yeah, please do. <laughs> it is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5, 1480 AM, and of course ESPNLincoln.com. The Real Football Show.